0: Hello folks, what's up Jamie King, what's up Flemish Bear, what up remix, blessings from Northern Ireland, you always say that, I love that you say that, every time I look forward to you saying blessings from Northern Ireland, how's lunch, quick, sometimes my uh, company buys us lunch, we have someone who's leaving, so uh, they're generous and they buy us things, So it's cool, which is good because I had some really spicy Indian food uh, packed for today's lunch. And I have a feeling the uh, later latter half of the afternoon could have been, uh, I mean, painful. Blessings from California. You know, you guys aren't fully Kami yet. There's still a lot of land in California. It's kind of like New York where the central condensed rat maze dictates the uh, policy for the rest of the state and people don't even realize how, how big New York is and how vast and uh, it is. There's, there's mountains and plains and uh, flatlands and it's just, it's pretty big compared to little, uh, you know, Gamora. So, uh, people need hope, you know? Because we can't just, you you, you can't, you know, you can't adequately battle the creeping dark sludge, you know, the technocratic, needle dick Bill Gates bullshit. Uh, You're never gonna stop it, so you can't, like, win, but you also can't, like, leave everywhere. Like, there are people, I have friends in California who grew up there, and that's their land like there's an aspect of leaving that's smart you know you know as owen says the kill zones but there's also people who have have lived there their whole life where they're just not going to leave it's like those it's like those little old ladies who, who sold you know tomatoes and cheese their whole life and they're just like I'm dying. i am dying i grew up here and i die here i grew up here and i die in my home And I respect those people. Um, But in today's age, a lot of us are transients in a way. At least one or two to five moves in our lifetime. Um, Which is actually its own uh, problem, you know. A lot of the things, the problems we see with splintered, uh, saturated, you know, weak weak knitted communities is, is because... People chase jobs, people chase their jobs and they go to state to state and it's easy to move places, you know, and I I don't condemn moving because I moved a couple times and, but there is a side effect to it. um, If you are in your community, you know, like, I mean, in it, like, you know, all the people in the area, but it's kind of like this double-edged sword where you go and you plant your feet and like every men want to plant their feet that's like in us unless you're totally uh, gay and you just you just want to plant your peen peen and things but um, the ability to move around a lot has its advantages and then it has its long term uh, disadvantages Um, because inevitably what we want as men, as leaders is to, uh, plant our, our boots, uh, four inches down into the ground. Um, which is, uh, a lot of us are planning on doing. A lot of us are already doing. So it's, it's kind of cool, but, uh, I totally get the people in those cities who are like, no, if I'm going to go through this shit, I'm going to go through it. If I have to be here to battle it, you know, if, if we, turn it around it has to i think it has to collapse before it turns around but i don't like cheer on death and destruction you know i mean a lot of you guys in los angeles uh maybe in even in new york city are gonna end up eating your little dogs you know you think they're all cute and and stuff but you'll probably eat them but uh where's my mask Ben Grizzy is the gayest guy here. Oh I haven't seen Ben Grizzy. Hella gay. Um Yes, everybody, let's talk about Jesus. He's, he is pretty cool. He's the coolest. He's smooth. Smooth dude. Read the comments, Jim Bob. Can you say some happy stuff? I just got bad news. I need some positivity. Love your art, man. Well, news noir. You know, is it bad news? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it over? No, it's not over. Squirrel is free. Everyone in California is moving to Texas. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is really the embodiment of what goes on in not just California, but any of these these major lefty Democrat uh, Sodom and Gomorrah cities is that they they annihilate it and then they act all libertarian about it and they're like yeah just do what you want man do you know do as thou wilt yo no it's totally fine if you're not hurting anybody just do whatever you want and then the culture collapses because it has no integrity has no moral integrity there's no moral foundation you reject everything but you accept everything at the same time. Total relativism bullshit. And then you wonder why it unravels. And then you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. We got to move to the... Now we got to move to Austin and then uh, implement the same hedonistic bullshit policies and cultural norms, which Joe Rogan, if you're listening, you're going to Austin. It's already nearly as uh, degenerate as California. You know? You're just moving to another... Uh, whorehouse. So it doesn't matter. You're not escaping anything. You know why? Because you can't escape yourself, Joe Rogan. And anyone who uh, lives that kind of existence just kind of passively watches society crumble and just like, it's okay, man. I sold like five jerk-off machines today, man. Did you? I heard a stat like you don't fight against the cultural shit. You just fight against like the, the, you know, you stand up against, um, you know, the, the, uh, the approved narratives, you know, the, the approved, oh, the left is so bad, you know, uh, oh, censorship is so bad, but you don't, you're not looking at the, uh, you're not looking at the source, the deg the, the moral degradation, you know, and that's what happens. So, he can't, he can't move away from himself. Oh, I'm leaving. It's like such bullshit. Oh, I'm going to leave California because this shit is bullshit. Guess what? You're right there. You're going to be right there in Austin. Pushing the same nonsense. So, that's the big joke about it. Is that, uh, you know, if you're leaving, you, you, you go with yourself. So that goes for if you're, uh, you have a strong moral foundation, or you don't. When you when you do have a strong moral foundation, the benefits is wherever you go, you add value. You're gonna add value. But if you're um, a relativist, like Joe Rogan, then you're just gonna bring more of that bullshit to where you're going. And then you're gonna move again and be like, "I'm going to Montana now, you know, where the animals are, man. You know, want to live off the land?" After you are the spearhead, you know, cultural gatekeeper for all of this bullshit. It's like I usually don't get so angry at midgets, but he gets on my nerve. It's only because he has some element of sway and power, and uh, he influences uh, men, young men. And so, it's uh, you know, he's, he's, he represents something. It's not even him personally, even. It's deeper than that. He's like a punctuation of, of a shit worldview. That's why he, That's why. That's why he's happy to have uh, 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 Richard Dawkins on. Uh, they can talk about how nothing really means anything, and there's nothing really wrong with eating people. It's all. They're all done though. That's the good news. It's not a big downer because uh, the new revival. The revival is uh, back to land and back to God whether you like it or not. If you're a centrist and you're kind of just like a natural law libertarian, man, it's all right, man. It's... No, it's, you know, that's where it's going. So there's not many choices. You either go with the smart retard cities and you um, join the compliance alliance, that I call it, or you go and live a much... Uh, a happier life, a freer life, but a little bit. It takes a lot more work. You don't just order your life. You don't sit and order your life. You don't get arcade tickets to play your arcade life game. You actually have to sweat and bleed and be willing to, like, you know, shoot somebody in defense or whatever. You know, back to the land. Compliance Alliance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought of that term a while ago because I wanted to do a comic book of like all the compliance, the the whole compliance alliance machine and how they're just like a group of uh, super autistic, you know, technocrat expert lab coats, uh, professors, just like a whole group of gang, the intellectual dark web. They're all part of the compliance alliance. And they want you to join. You know how they, uh, remember the Sam, Uncle Sam? How, how great of a trick that was, where they made the poster and it's like, Uncle Sam wants you. And he had the hat and everything. Well, there's a new version of that. It's like the Compliance Alliance. And it's like, they want they want you. They want you not to join the war, not to fight a banker's war. They want you to join the alliance. You know, the greater good. It's a new war. It's a war over your body and your mind and your spirit. It's not the kind of war you get shipped off and you kill a bunch of people because you could imagine that they're going to rape your kids, uh, you know, several thousand miles away. That that doesn't work anymore. You know, that's going to die out too. And so the war gets more atomized as our lives get more atomized. So the war ends up existing right where we are. Um, and that's the future of war. I mean, we're, we're we're already there, but people will understand it. There's only a few people who understand, and I guess most of you can conceptualize that—that that the war is now atomized. You know that it happens. It's an a irregular warfare style. It's not the way you uh, learn it in the. Uh, you know the the black and white clips and all the, the infantry went and shot, freedom. It's all that, all the voiceovers and, you know, crackled film. That's how we, uh, how we've been implanted with uh, dealing with warfare. And I don't know if whether that's purposeful propaganda or not to make us not even understand when we're in a war. But maybe every war is different, and that. Uh, but this one, it's very hard to convince people they're in a war when they're still able to go get, their uh, Jimmy bucket of Jimmy Dean sausages uh, at the nearest um, food bank. You know, it's basically a food bank that's called Whole Foods, and it looks like a real store, but it's actually a government food bank, and um, it just they figured it out they figured out how to use consumerism and marketing to create a super high scalable um dependency and it just it's all about logos not logos logos it's all about selling people um a fake version of something where in reality, when you look at it, it's not what you think it is. That's not That's not whole Foods. That's like that's like communism foods. It still costs money. but um, that private private public partnerships, they've got their tentacles deep, deep, deep deep. And it just doesn't, you don't realize it. Because you're just like, well, as long as I wear a mask, then I can go shopping. So I'm not. Oh, you think this is tyranny, Jim Bob? Oh, my God. You think this is tyranny? Oh, you have to wear a mask for like three minutes while you get your apples. That's tyranny? No, you'll see tyranny when the the dominated, monopolized supply chain breaks. Then you'll see tyranny. You know? And uh, Owen just did a great, Owen Benjamin just did a great stream about how tyranny does not look the way Dennis Prager talks about it. Let me deep throat this cigar and talk about the dangers of Mao. It's like, you're you're a liar. You're either a liar or you're a retard. Or both. Because that is not what it looks like. You know, tyranny is not going to look like that. It's not gonna look like the old pictures of the dude shooting the guy in the head with the with the uniforms on and the, the goose stepping Nazis and all of that cartoon shit. It doesn't look like that. No. Tyranny is like your neighbors. You know, cause the new paradigm, you have to understand that the enemy, we're actually by law like in law, in written language, we are enemy combatants. And that happened George Bush Senior. That happened before a lot of us were even born. <clears throat> and uh, we're actually listed as enemy combatants. We're all a threat to national security at any given moment. All they have to do is write up a thing and have Congress approve that we're, uh, that there's a national security issue. And So now that they've pulled the ultimate trick, you know, getting that lady to put her little mask on, That means uh, she's a threat to me and everyone else is a threat to her. We're all enemy combatants. And um, it really is an evil genius level scam. It's not about making you wear a mask. That's just uh, foreplay. That's just priming. Amazon Prime. They're priming you. Uh, That's just foreplay. That's just like dress up. It's just like a ritual. It's not about the masks. It's about what's available if you can get everybody to, to fear each other. And the masks is an expression and a way to measure how much people are in fear and fearing each other. And um, it's a really good visual, you know? it's a, It's a great visual to understand what you're looking at. You know, it's like a scoreboard, you know? You need it in the physical. You need to know what you're dealing with in reality. Boots on the ground. Flesh and blood. What does it look like? You know? Can you measure it? And uh, you can. And you're, you're measuring. And that's why this is all like a kind of a primer test. This is like, okay, let's do a fake pandemic. Let's see how many people can go for it. And you're like, Jimbo, you think the whole world can do a fake pen? Yes, they can, actually. You know, the more connected we are, the more reliant we are on, on massive uh, corporate supplies and our, our phones. Like, we're, we're seeing the world mostly through our phones for most people. And so when you get 150 plus nations on board with the UN agenda, and then you read some of these documents that are n- nearly 10 plus years old, about using pandemics to implement these new, you know, resource-based economies where they're, they're run by symposiums and not by uh, private, you know, individuals who have their own farms and whatnot. They're, they have to test this stuff. They have to figure out how to creep it. It's like a slow boiling pot. They can't just do it. And they can't just do it with force. They have to use you as the soldier. And uh, they used to use uh, crisis actors. You know they don't need crisis actors. You know, Harrison Hanks. You're. No- I'm sorry. You did. A- you do a great job, Harrison Hanks. But you're no longer needed. Why? Because you don't need to hire act crisis actors if the people themselves will act out the, the uh, background act uh, background work. The background work is the people in the background outside wearing a mask. What if they give me a ticket though? I don't want a ticket. I don't want a ticket. So the uh, crisis actors are us. We're the crisis actors. It works. Sell a sell a tragedy. Sell a trauma. Um. And then let the people respond. And then they attack each other. That's what you see. You don't see some cop, you know, pulling someone over. You might see one or two of those in the news, like some cop giving someone a ticket for their mask. It's people. It's everybody ratting on other. Everybody just turned into George Soros, just ratting, tattletaling on each other. And all they're saying is, you, how dare you not be in fear like I am in fear. You need to be in fear because I'm in fear. You're not getting away with this. It's not about them feeling sick or taking care of their health. You know what I mean? This lady is not afraid I'm going to infect her with something that's gonna kill her. Look at her. It's not, forget fat shaming. Look at her. It's not about that. It's not about being afraid of death. It's about, it's about people refusing to own up to their own uh experience and their own fear you know everyone else must suffer because i am afraid and they're just selling it's just a fear it's just straight up fear markets um and uh that's why it's moral that's why it's a, a demoralization that's why it's a spiritual battle. It's not a it's not a pragmatic battle. It's not uh, it's not a, a economic, you know. Like I think you should protect yourself. My wife's a doctor. You should definitely wear masks and comply until this is, you know, just you know, take it easy and, and see if you can stay afloat. You know, if you're a private company, you know, you this is the time to to, to be agile and and then work your way through it. Yeah. It's all this like fake lower frequency paradigms, it's not about that. Because if you fear man and his stories and his, uh, his, his trauma he's selling to you, it doesn't matter if the economics work out because you you already sold your spirit and soul to the material world and you will always be dominated by it. And the thing is, the more you buy that, that worldview um, the more you fall for it. It's not, it's like, it's exponential because every time you invest in the fear in the material and you're led by men and led by fear and material, the more you're investing in that, just like anything else you invest in, the more you invest, uh, the more likely you'll invest in the next time, you know, the more you defend a lie, the more likely you won't even be able to discern a lie in the future because you invested in it. And so that's the real economy going on. And that's always been going on since uh, since the Apple. You know, that's, it never goes away. You can't win it. You can't beat it either. That's what people hate hearing me say. They're like, you know, Jim Bob, you're saying all the stuff that's wrong, but give me a solution. No, there's no solution because it's spiritual. It's immaterial. You can go toward the good. You can produce good in the world. You can go uh, get land. You can help other people. You can uh, avoid the, the, you know, like Owen says, the kill zones. You can fight the battle, but don't pretend that there's some uh, outcome near You know, if Trump gets another four years, that's where all your pain and your uh, suffering comes from. Because it's, you know, you you can't be like, I'm gonna fight the materialists and and uh, let me just set up a measure for when I win. That's just materialism battling materialism. And I know a lot of people who aren't who don't fully grasp that concept. It's hard because you want the solution, you want. you want the bullet points of what to do. How do we do it? How do we navigate? Um, but living toward uh, a moral life, a good life, it's not, it's not just simply a set of uh, rules like a, you know, like a, it's not a bullet points, you know, it's not straight up bullet points. Yes, it could be simplified. If you follow the Ten Commandments, you will be for the good. You will be expressing, embodying good. Um, But again, that doesn't mean that that's going to show up materially as evidence. Because you can follow moral laws and be living in absolute agony uh, and absolute shit. And that's uh, sometimes hard for people to understand. Is that uh, you don't get to measure it by what you, how well you're doing fi- uh, in the material world. You don't get to measure it that way. But Jim Bob. Jimmy Bob. Anyway, sorry, I went out. I'm not reading any comments. Let me see some... Uh... Comments, Greta Thunberg. We don't need to talk about Greta. She's just an abused little kid. Back to land, back to God, which God and why, and then how without the downfall of dogma. Well, dogma is, um, we're human, so I don't even know if we can really escape dogma. But, um... The logical, the most logical, coherent God is God of the Bible. Multiple gods doesn't make sense. Um, Other gods that uh, don't have an embodiment of man, it doesn't make sense. An elephant with six arms waving around doing like yoga poses doesn't make sense. Looking to a luminary or a bunch of planets to tell you how to be doesn't make sense so you know the logical one Logos logic Christianity is the most coherent yeah it is both testaments well you have to the testaments are are accumulative you don't like you know it's not a binary it's a whole. It's the greatest story ever told. That's still going on. That lady's perfect representation of Wally. Yeah, Wally is a real future. I mean, to some extent, we are, we're we've arrived at that. It's just that we have a little bit more movement still driving that'll be gone we'll just be transported basically cars will be the future of transportation will be combining shopping and transportation at the same time basically all behavior will all combine until you are just one dot in the middle of perpetual consumption uh that means perpetual consumption physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, content, food, where every every movement, I mean, this might not be in our lifetime, but it's definitely the logical end of uh, utilitarianism, Sam Harris-ism, you know, Jordan peterson Petersonism. The logical follow is that atomization and the uh, basically, like the, it's like everything becomes a conglomerate and is to serve your direct appetite and needs. And so the cars will become just larger size of those, uh, you know, those little scooters in Walmart for the. Uh, 600 pound people. So just imagine that but just bigger and that and then you're not driving because it's automated but anywhere you go, you can order anything and it just feeds your appetite constantly. And everywhere you look uh, it feeds your your brain and what you want to see customized you know It's not a black pill. it's just the future. So this just happened. I've never had that actually happen. It interrupted everything and uh, said my phone needs to cool down. My conversation needs to calm down. So uh, that happened. I was looking for land. Look at how beautiful that is. That's in Minnesota. It gets balls freezing there. But. That giant barn, it's got a 128-foot well and eight and a half acres, and that's $100,000 with all of that massive farming land right there. I mean, that's a lot of work, right? But that's out there. button stopped working. I need to cool down, bro. I know, yeah. They're telling me. They're telling me. Am I superstitious in any way? No. Superstition is just your own personal replacement for uh, absolute truth. You know, you're just trying to dictate, like, make up rules, make up some sort of pattern that you can then become the dictator superstition I believe is a a symptom of narcissism you know because you're the one making up the rules are ghosts real I don't know I believe in spirits so that might be ghosts so and and I I believed um, in demons But ghosts is a little bit. Ghosts is more likely a psyop that is created by the entertainment industry, and like um, to diminish the likeliness or um, our our willingness to conceive of uh, angels and demons and uh, keep us materially based. So they make a spoof of it, right? And then they keep spoofing it, and then they do Ghostbusters, and then they just keep doing all these dumb shows and making people look ridiculous by searching for ghosts with their little, you know, meters and shit. And then they just, you know, it's the same way they use uh, Alex Jones to, like, make conspiracy theorists look like absurd WWE characters, you know, we are like, oh, The Undertaker, The Undertaker, call me out. Oh, Joe, Joe. The Undertaker called me out on one of my things I challenge The Undertaker to a one on one and you're like what like when is he going to rip his shirt off oh yeah he did that too you know the only thing missing is that he's in a ring so yeah I think um, a lot of entertainment is used to diminish the reality of supernaturalism um, at the religious biblical level and they do a pretty good job that barn is freaking amazing yeah it's just so you know i'm nowhere near the reality of running and operating a farm like at that level like that many crops and shit but my dream is to take a barn like that and um this is tall that's a big barn and to just turn it into, like, these, like, multi-layered things, you know, where there's, like, a massive guest room space with its own kitchen and, like, the back loft area. Or you put a deck on the back of it, right? Or all around it, you know, like a, a U around the, around the whole thing. <clears throat> there's so much you can do to these old things. And the, you know, the trade-off is you get out, you have to leave, you have to leave Babylon. You have to leave... Uh, Whole Foods and stuff, you know? So it's available out there and it's totally doable. You know, people spend you know get loans for like, you know, five hundred thousand to get McMansions that are literally back-to-back with other McMansions right next to it, and you could see into each other's windows. You could spend half of that money buy land like this and spend the other another hundred grand. You know, to just redo what you have. Yes, I have children. I have two children. about Idaho? I looked at Idaho. I looked at uh, Idaho Springs. Uh, definitely affordable. My thing is, I have a day job and I don't know that I can fully do a move. Without securing another similar day job as a uh, a master jeweler, and so that's uh, one constraint. But it doesn't mean it's not possible. It's, it just takes like you know you put yourself in that position, and you, it's almost like you you have choice. You always have choice. But I when I say you have no choice, it's almost like you just got to do it. You just you just do it, right? moving to Moscow nice Fort Collins Uh, I don't know what Fort. I mean that's a college town so it's already gonna be uh, next to debauchery and degeneracy so do you sell jewelry no I make jewelry and I do custom work but I'm very picky about uh, what I make and who I make it for Do I believe telekinesis is real? I don't know. Is that where you move shit with your brain? Um, I have no reason to believe that's real. I mean, it would be cool to see it happening, but I've seen a lot of crazy magic. You know, I used to go to the Magic Castle and knowing something is a trick and still being somewhat invested in it not being a trick is a a weird uh, trick. Um, where people can move shit around and you don't see the thing, you don't see the string, you know what I mean? You're just like, whoa. But it's not very interesting to me. Uh, Will the abolishment of two-party system create unification? No, there's always going to be a split. Why? Because uh, the split comes from a worldview. It comes from good and evil. It comes from... Uh, The rejection of God and the uh, praise of the creation, uh, the praise of man, the worship of man, the worship of technology. That dichotomy is always going to be there regardless of uh, whatever team jerseys you put out. So it's because of it, because it's spiritual, because it's always about morality. Even atheists, it's all about morality. Scientism all about morality. We ought to pursue the truth and what we know and knowledge and, and progress. It's all still an ought claim. It's it, it's it requires a worldview that's beyond the material. And so, uh, no, the abolishment of any two-party system, the two-party system is just like a, a useful front for how people already operate. It's the same thing with like, if we abolish the government, no, there's no b- abolishing government. You destroy the government, the government is just men who assume uh, authority, who just battle over that void, that, uh, you know, battle over that vacuum of power. So, none of it goes away. The fallen state of man doesn't go away. The biggest lie you can tell yourself is if we just change the things around, if we just change the Legos around and change the names of things, then, uh, our fallen state and our behavior will just change because you know we just changed what it looked like. Now, change. Let's just change the words. You know, let's change the meaning of words, and we can we can finally reach enlightenment. Nope. Foolish. Foolishness. Hegelian. Yeah. How to be funny and still preach the importance of the gospel? I don't know. You just. Some people aren't funny, and if they're not funny, they shouldn't try to be funny, you know? I mean, the thing about the connection between, um, say, the gospel, the truth, and humor is that it's true. Like, humor's never good unless the, the premise is true. That's what people are laughing at. They're, they're laughing at, one, the premise being true. They understand it to be true. And then you can deliver the punchline, which is just the relief valve, you know, the release valve for what you've just put upon them. You know, you can do heavy truths and then release the valve. Or you can do silly observ- observational truths, which is more hacky, but still uh, release. And then, a sh- you know, shitty comedians. The reason the comedy is, is, uh, has fallen is because comedians have been taken over by relativism. And you cannot maintain good comedy and good humor without maintaining truth. Therefore, relativists and the entire late night show cast and Trevor Noah and all these retards. The reason they're not funny is because they're relativists and they're moralists at the same time. So you look at them and you go, you're lying. You can't, you're not consistent. You don't have any conviction. You can't even sell me on something you truly believe because you're willing to change it on the go, and you're you're willing to change your beliefs so you don't get ridiculed and kicked out of the club. So that's why comedy, uh, comedians, especially Hollywood, have abandoned truth. That's the whole point of com- comedy, you know, to cut people with the knife of of uh, what truth is. So that they can, um, so they can unite and laugh at each other, and realize that they're all fallen and they're they're all human. But uh, fortunately, uh, Trevor Noah and all of those hedonistic, alcoholic, drug-induced uh, degenerates—that is the Hollywood mainstream um, com- comedy family. They, uh, they just shit everywhere. You know, they just they took the ship and they just were like, "Well, I don't know where we're going? As long as we can have sex on the ship and drink and puke off the balcony, I don't care where it's going." They just don't take responsibility. But it's not a bad thing because the truth uh, there's always an opportunity. You know, but if you're not funny, don't don't try that. You know. Don't, don't try that. I love messing with woke comedians. Yeah, they're just so stupid. Like they'll take an opportunity that is perfect for a joke. And then instead they'll fight some sort of virtue battle. Like who is that redheaded douchebag? Forgot his name, but he got called out. He was like talking about because he's Jewish and he's talking about Jews. And then he asked the crowd something. And a guy was like, you guys run Hollywood. And he got so offended. And instead of being like, yeah, that's right, because we're awesome, you know, or or like, whatever. You could say a million things in that situation. He was like, how dare you, sir? I will not tolerate anti-Semitism. He's like, anti-Semitism? I just said you guys run Hollywood. How is that anti-Semitic? If anything, it's like celebratory. Why would you take that as an offense? That's weird. That's like saying, like, blacks dominate basketball and then being like, you racist white supremacists. Like, what? What? What are you talking about? It's like, Russians dominate gymnastics. There isn't even a term for anti-Russian. Anywho. I gotta get back. I don't know. I'm gonna try to save this, but... That uh, interruption, because my heat wave or whatever happened, if it doesn't save the full thing, I probably won't upload the rest of it because it's just... uh... Anyway, uh, 96 people here. If you didn't go over to DLive, I will be doing these impromptu lunch lives, but I'm going to be moving further into DLive. So get it on your phone. Find me, Made by Jim Bob. Go over there. It's a really easy app to download and navigate. And it's really fun and it's going to allow me to do longer streams do more impressions talk about things show things on my on my uh, screen more more videos share animations i'm doing with you guys and i'm going to make that more of a primary uh, live streaming so again go over to d live it's fun it's a fun chat um and there's just a lot more i can do over there so i'll be able to i don't know just have more fun where I'm not so, like, just trapped in a car, waiting for my phone to shut down. I right. Peace.